welcome to my podcast. Today's topic is who told you that I speak English. This topic is pretty common in Taiwanese community, which always talking about、uh, how good my English should be. Therefore, I can travel abroad to Australia. So either for working harder or study. This question probably the very very long terms, or short terms, in for some. Uh, special cases, short terms. Okay, so overall, let's go jump into conclusion. You don't need to speak English, and you even can survive in Australia community, because we really have to say a lot. Australia is an immigrations country. It does have a a well designed system for those people who is not good in English. However, we have to take a look at some stage when you need to deal with the government document, take immigration document for example, like me. I have to apply sort of visa stuff, and it involve the police check, the Australian Federation police check, or health immigrations. And sometimes it will specify solve photo IDs. So, um, you may need to have a certain English skill to read this document. But yeah, they they also exist some kind like an immigration agent, which you may have to spend some money. But it does help you in six like assist you to. Uh, complete this task. However, I have to say the really things about my life is, seven years ago before I come to Australia, my English is not really good. So story is this: I made the plan from Taiwan to Australia seven years ago when I finish every. Job everything's in Taiwan. When I transferred from Taiwan to Singapore, and then come to Australia, my first station of the of that time is the Gold Coast, Queensland. And when I was at Changi Airport, I missed the direction. I don't know which platform, which gate I have to go for the airplane to come to Australia. So I just go to an information desk and ask them say, "Sorry, I just came from Taiwan and I would like to take my transfer plane from here to go coast Australia." So, do you guys realize that the coast, C O S T, the A is you don't have to pronounce it. Uh, pronounce it when you speak it, but at that timing, my English is so poor that I didn't realize this big mistake exist in my question. And you, 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 you really can tell the information desk, the 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 lady. Um, I I really can tell that it was a lady with a very confusion's face. Like, I beg your pardon, <laughs> but. 
uh, until I show her my boarding pass, yes, she just realized I would like to take plane to Gold Coast. So, um, but <laughs> although I make a big mistake like that, I still survive. I still arrive in Australia, but when we talking about uh English like this in hospital industry, there is several things we really have to say. Either is a jargon acronym or abbreviation. Although at the beginning I have specified that you know it. To holding a certain level of English, to live in Australia. However, in hospitality industry, is another territory. You need to, you definitely need to have a good English skill. Yes. So let's talk about the culinary jargons, the culinary acronyms, and culinary abbreviation. For the jargon, I probably will put out the first things which is well known by each chef, which is combi oven, represent combination oven, which uh involve baking, steaming, steam bake, sous vide, smoke, and solve the multiple functions oven. It is very contemporary culinary art. It's so good. However. When I start my my Australian job, I I start on a barista. So at that time, I didn't realize combi oven is a, a oven terms. It's until I start my culinary school, I just realized we have a such word talking about a specific oven. And then the other one is the skillet, fry pan, nonstick pan. As everybody know, Taiwan is pretty approaching to China. No, no, sorry, sorry, total mistake. Taiwan is totally not approaching to China. We are kind of like country approach to America. So for this, we do have um solve American English education, like deliver into a、uh, primary school. Uh, or I should say elementary school, and junior high, senior high. So in my country, we talking about skillet, non non nonstick pan. But when I in Australia, I just realized they were just simply call it fry pan. So when I start my school, when I start my cooking job, that、like、chef job. Sometimes I get a little bit like confused, like why I call skillet, people will feel terrified. But when I simple call it fry pan, pan, yeah, that will do very well. So yeah, the is probably stuff on American English I re re receive, American English education I received before. And so, if followed by the other one would be chinwas, or American would call colander. Chinwas, if by heritage, as I remember, is a a French word. It's kind like a equipment for you to draining out the ingredient from stock, 
or when you do some clarifies, you want to move out all those impurity from stock or from soup, you can using Qinghua uh, in combination with filter or paper filter or muslin cloth. It's um, very specific shape. You may not easy to find in like a domestic domestic kitchen uh kitchen hardware shop but you definitely can find in commercial kitchen hardware shop so for colander i think i no need to specify what colander is so that probably the three things jump in my mind when we when, when i talking about jargons and so acronym when we talk about acronym the really Australian thing jump in my mind is BLT. I cannot emphasize more that how I surprise when we're talking about bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich as BLT sandwich at the very beginning. When I doing my first job at the coffee club in Surface Paradise, which is a very tourist place, a uh, go close. So it was a timing I start feeling that my vocabulary, my vocabulary to survive in Australia does have a limitation. <laughs> but the other like lemon light bitter, LL, double LB, something like this, I still take easy. And solve the conversation you were talking about people who have OCD, which is kind of like a uh, mental issue, always insists everything have to be in order. That is the the acronym, but it's not really related to kitchen culinary territory. And so then we're talking about abbreviation. Oh my god, that is the real things. When we Asian, especially Taiwanese, we travel in Australia, we feel a little bit, oh, somehow I should not say a little bit. It's kind of like frustrating and very, like, a, what happened to my English at the very beginning? So let's go with the most criminal one, breaky. Yes, it means breakfast. However, um, it, it does take me sometimes to get used to this word breaky. And the other one is the avo, avocado. As everybody know, big breakfast and uh, avo toasty is quite common things. It was until I moved to uh, Melbourne, I started to get used to these two words. And the other more specific terms. Sugo. When we're talking about the pasta sauce, we either call Napoli sauce or, or red sauce. Even sometimes we'll call Bolognese sauce. However, when I was in school, I was pretty surprised to knowing that each pasta sauce actually have their authentic name, which is Italian name. So the one I gonna pull out is called Sugo. And the really known one called Sugo di Pomodoro alla Napolitana. When I first time to see this, I just feel so surprised. How come? So long? What a 
crazy long vocabulary. However, it was the timing I was with an Italian chef. He just explained to me. In general speaking, we would just call it so sugo, s u g o, and then followed by the time I just realized not just only sugo, and the other one is called carbonara, as everyone I know is the other common, uh, pasta flavor. People call it cup, like a. Like a C A R B O, not without N. So. Even sometimes carbo or carb, or just say, are you talking about nutrition carb or not? Just carbonara. So it would be the time when I start feeling like, oh yes, Australian English does have that barrier which I have to concrete. But after these years struggling with English, I suddenly realize somehow. Uh, conversation. It does need both party to involve. Okay, let me explain this. As everybody knows, language features, English is kind of like indicative, like a, you need to say the specific terms to specify the things you try to say, and Chinese or I say Mandarin. I speak in Taiwan or. Local dialect is more like a comprehensive. The way we speak sometimes is without a a a a particular terms to express the things we wanna say. The way we express ourselves is we using the whole paragraph to enhance the understanding of the content. So it's kind of like a totally different feeling for people who like me travel abroad. So when I in Australia, followed by the time, I just realize, even though I use the accurate wording to verbalize myself, sometimes it still doesn't work. And the reason doesn't work is just people who just don't want, like people who just don't want listen to you, and you really no need to feel struggling or frustrated with it. So it probably part of me is kind of like a、uh, you, you bastard, you asshole, you don't listen to Asian, you racist. But now, but followed by time, I just take it, personal preference. We never judge, cause even I, in my country, well, when I back to Taiwan, I still see some people talk to each other with very understanding for wording, but it turns out totally different language, like. Couples. <laughs> so, the other big topic, for people who like me from non-English speak country, we need to take IELTS test or PTE in order to get or obtain the certain English certificate to apply um studying visa, student visa. Or the following graduation, also sponsorship, or the PR. So how does it work? So it work like uh reading, writing, listening, and speaking. So past ever seven years, I ever take two tests. But to be honestly, I 
never pay. I should say I do pay some money to purchase a certain service in, uh, vocabulary, rectify, or, um, borrow some books from library. I think it doesn't cost money. However, before I start this. Digging into this, yeah, you know, I really have to explain one things. If you are the people who from English speak country like Australia or British country, England, you may not know this test. However, you you can join us. The Asians struggling, so for me, I. Do practice in writing and listening, which is my both weakness. In reading, somehow is kind like a, uh, answering skill. Even you don't need to, understanding the whole paragraph, whole article, you still can answer the question. However, for speaking, I think I'm still quite confident in. Expressing myself with those topics, so therefore, ever since I live in Australia till now, the only practice. I do for the speaking, is I catch up with friends and speak English like this, and I feel no shame to make people confused. But yes, I have to say some of my friend get pissed off and. I do appreciate when my friend rectify my grammar. It's so good, have to say. If you have a friend who is not good in English, just friendly and kindly repeat his wording and say, you can say blah 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 instead of blah blah blah, which is more easier to understanding. I think that would be the bit help and assistance we need for. Enhancing the speaking. Okay, back to the topic. How I gonna improve my writing? Uh, I do go to one website called Grammarly. G R A double M A L Y, which is a automatically website service. I do very sure. I'm pretty sure that they have their app. Ah,、uh, their app. On the Play Store and Apple Shop, Apple Store. I'm not, I'm not very confident with Apple system, but I'm pretty sure I see the Android system have their service. So long story short, talk. It's a very specific academic, uh, service. You can rectify your wording, even enhance the word you use. They pick up some word which is, um. More academic, and even more specific in, in those particular territory. So you can adjust the level of rectify and wording. So I was setting up to British academic, and formal language, not informal. So. I buy one month, cause as my remember, they have a one, three, six months, and even whole year service. So at that timing, I force myself to keep writing in one month's time. So in that timing, I do feel like my writing skill enhance a lot. Maybe 
but alas, ever since uh, then passed my two IELTS tests, I get the score is competent, which is the six and six point five. Oh, hold on. The last one I have is seven seven point zero, which is advanced or something. I forgot how the scoring, the score, not scoring, the score in IELTS test, but. All I know is everything have to above six. If you aim for PR or more higher immigration score. Okay, so back to the listening. So by the listening, I use um English vid, which is E N G V I D. It's kind of like a American English. Uh, uh, it is a free resources. It's not something you have to pay. It does have sort of different class, sort of list you can go for, and you can choose the topic you wanna go through. So I was the timing go through the IELTS listening test, but when I doing the test, I do. I do some specific way to watch their video because they're using the YouTube video, YouTube that platform to storage all their teaching videos. So what I do is I turn on one topic, I watch it with subtitles, and then I watch the second time. I turn off the subtitle. If there's any wording, I don't know. I write it down the timing that we're showing up, and I give it a check. I know I give it I whatever check out their interpretation and their you uh the way to use that word, and then I turn it off again. I turn off the subscription again. Uh, subtitle not subscription. Subtitle again. So I watch three times. So third time, one time, first time with subtitles, second time, third time way loud. By doing this, I do feel my listening skill enhance more quicker, cause I become more easier to catch the essential word from each conversation. So that's everything about me as a Taiwanese in Australia. This mainly English speaking country. <laughs> so. Uh, today's topic is all about this. So we see you next episode. So if you have any comment, please don't be shy to go for any platform to leave your comment to me, or simply text me on Instagram. Let's see you next episode. About the acronyms, that's the one word which always piss me a lot is ASAP. Cause when I doing the order, like when I making the food for order, and some people like some front door stop, they come like, "Hello, Louis, can I have that order which I just put in through ASAP?" What you say? 
you can just say as soon as possible. You don't need to using ASAP to show the fancy fancy way. It's not really easy to get it. <laughs>